0: Hello, my name is Yemi. And my name is Ijoma And together, we'll be hosting Africa in My Kitchen, a podcast that will explore African cuisine from the lens of an experimental home cook. In each episode of the podcast, we'll explore an African dish by country and discuss our, well, actually, Ijoma's experience in replicating the dish.
1: The podcast is released every two weeks. Also, check out 234pantry on Instagram. That is numbers 234 P-A-N-T-R-Y, where I'll post pictures and links to the recipes we discussed.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to another delicious episode of Africa in My Kitchen. Tiemi here.
1: And Ijama as well, checking um, in.
0: Oh, thank you, Gemma. Thank you for joining us.
1: <laughs> Very welcome. So, my presence. Oh my lord,
0: um, we are here physically distancing. We're recording separately from each of our separate apartments. Um, we do not live together, but we are doing what we believe to be the responsible thing and staying physically distant from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we've both been fortunate to be able to work remotely from home. And so as part of supporting our system, healthcare workers and essential workers, we are actually, um, staying away from each other as part of the advice. So, Ijema, I don't know if you have anything to say.
1: Please stay at home. Please stay. That's what I want to tell you. Please stay at home. Think twice if you need to be outside. And I'll give you a, an example. I really wanted to make Chapman, which is a drink that, I think it's a Nigerian drink, and mm-hmm. the a cocktail, and it involved Angostura bitters. And I was going grocery shopping last week, and I looked into different safeways. And then I thought about do I really need to go to a third safeway to look for these Angostura bitters? Do I really? Will I, will I collapse if I, and so no, I, I turned around. And, so please think about it. There, the essential services are open for a reason, but essential, essential workers are also opening up themselves to risk. And sometimes they don't even want to be there, but they're there. So just think about whether you actually need to be, to be out.
0: Sit at home, go out for essentials, uh, wash your hands don't touch your face, remain mm-hmm. safe. But yeah, enough. Now that we can get off our soapbox, uh, we can just jump right in. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, man, mm-hmm. got that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're
1: going to go into Benne. If you're from there, we hope we said it correctly. We think that's how we say it. Some people say Benin, some people say Republic of Benin. Mm-hmm. And if you've never heard it before and you're reading it for the first time, you might call it the Republic of Benin, but it's really not the Republic of Benin. Exactly. Benin is a West African country with a population of about 11 million people. It shares its borders with Togo to the west, Niger, to the northeast, Nigeria to the east, and Burkina Faso to the northwest. Along its southern border is the Bight of Benin, which is part of the Atlantic Ocean. It was once colonized by France and now French is the official language and they also have multiple African dialects that include Yoruba, Fon and Bariba. Um, just as an aside, Yoruba and Bariba uh, two languages that are also spoken in Nigeria. Yeah.
0: And so, the meal we're going to be working on and talking through today is called Amiwo. And not to beat it to the bush, but you guys are in the description that I'm the eater, not the cook. And we are physically distancing. So, that's the excuse I'm going to hang my hat on. Yeah, sure. And so, that's my excuse. That's what I'm going to stick to for the next little while. So I was not there when the meal was cooked. And so we're going to ask the questions. So, um, Ijama, do you want to just jump in and just talk Mm -hmm. right about the meal? Start with, um, a description, if you could, of what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I were to use a universal word, I would say it's some kind of pudding or, but it's really a mix of tomato sauce and corn flour in water and you kind of pour it into a mold and by a mold i mean a container of your choice usually a ramekin or a bowl or something and it actually sets in that and becomes solid so traditionally there's a special kind of maize flour that they use to make it but the substitute the best substitute i can find for a quick way to cook it is to use corn flour which is readily available in most world. so um, a meal is usually eaten with a protein as a side. So it's I think it's like the main meal accompanied by maybe turkey or fish or something like that. And then you also have it with a little bit of a sauce, a pepper sauce.
0: So is it eaten typically as like a breakfast, lunch, dinner?
1: I don't think it's... I feel like in that case it would be, based on what I found anyway... I believe you can eat it. It's not like one of those dishes that are time-specific. So, like, I know people who eat beans, for instance, for breakfast, lunch, or for dinner. Same thing with eggs, actually. So, that's the way I would think of it. It's not like a particular... It's not specific to a particular time of day, as far as I could tell, anyway.
0: Okay. Okay. Um So, could you walk us through the ingredients you use? Uh, mm-hmm. I know you just talked about them high-level, but if you could itemize... Um, the ingredients and then how they come
1: together as well sure so I would describe it as having three basic things so you need your things for the corn flour water mixture and you have corn flour and water in my case I didn't even have corn flour actually I had cornmeal but it seemed to work just as well so corn flour corn flour and cornmeal my understanding that they are pretty much the same except that corn flour is flour so it's been blended a bit more than the cornmeal so it has a bit of a finer texture but when i used corn flour it still works so you have your corn flour and your water mix and make mix that together and set that aside then you have your sauce base and with that you have tomato sauce you use tomato sauce some onions pureed onions um diced hot pepper or cayenne pepper or chili powder, I mm, use chili pepper, powder.
0: pepper is amazing
1: Pour all the pepper
0: um, in it. I'm just
1: going to say something really, really socially. Anyway,
0: okay, go ahead. I, I, was hear ju- you. I was
1: just going to say that if anybody here is Nigerian, all I need to tell you is that Yami is Yoruba and Ijama is Igbo and then you realize you are talking about pepper first and then it just makes
0: sense. I'm telling you, pepper makes anything taste good. I'm
1: it just does saying. not actually. Too much pepper can make food not taste good because you can't taste anything. You're too busy coughing. No, I'm it's- just saying.
0: We're going to leave this for another episode where we discuss the awesomeness well, of pepper.
1: The merits of pepper. Okay. So you have that, uh, you have your tomatoes, your onions, a little bit of oil, some salt, and uh, your hot pepper. And then you also have a broth. The broth, typically, all the recipes I saw came with the sorry, the animal was eating turkey, and they used that turkey to prepare the broth. So what you would do then is you start with, you have a little bit of oil and you make your stew base with it. And I honestly think, even though there is a recipe, I would encourage you to look at the recipes. I feel like you can freestyle a little bit. If there's a particular way that you make your sauce, your stew sauce or your tomato-based sauce, I would say as long as it's not too runny, go ahead and make it that way. So you would start by frying the tomato sauce with some onions and then you add in your um, peppers and your salt. Now a key thing to add into that sauce as well is broth. And that's why I think you should really go all out. I think the key thing here is if you think about it, you're dealing with a tomato based sauce, which is tomato itself is sour. And then you have corn flour. Corn flour and water together are not really appetizing. But then you have your broth and it's your broth that's going to have all the flavor in it, right? So I would say go ham with the flavoring. So when you have, you fry that make the turkey. Hey, I do but... have a
0: question, and I'm going mm-hmm. to interject. So, when you say go ham with the flavoring, are you talking about flavoring of the broth, or are you talking about flavoring of the tomato base?
1: Flavoring of the broth.
0: Okay. And this broth, would it be a turkey broth, or can it be a broth that you buy in store? Because sometimes I buy a prepackaged broths in store, or is it something you would encourage that you would make your turkey and use the broth from there?
1: So, I would say here, if you have some broth that you can make on your own, it would be good just because then you can put in as much flavor as possible. And I think that is really what, in my opinion, that's what brings out the taste of the amyro because cornflour is not particularly flavorful. Your tomato sauce is a little bit sharp because of the tomato. But then if you have the broth, that really kind of evens out the taste and rounds it out a little bit. That being said, if you wanted to go with like store-bought broth, for instance, You could possibly do that. I haven't tried it personally. But again, I don't see why you can't use store-bought broth and then add stuff to it as well.
0: Usually when I cook my own meals, I buy the meat frozen. So I buy store-made broth and then I put that in the meat. So I find that if I just use frozen meats directly, it doesn't give quite as nice a flavor. So I can appreciate the fact that even if you don't make your own direct broth, it could still be substituted by store-made for the purpose of this meal
1: so yeah okay. uh let me just say i'm not an authority on it but well <laughs> people are really possessive of, about their meals but we live in a time where convenience is a factor and mm-hmm. ingredients that we're traditionally used to are not maybe are not available We have other options because of that somebody who's more of a purist might say well oh, you have to use pure broth but quite frankly i don't see what the big deal is whatever works for you as a broth i think it's fine
0: okay that's fair enough so if you could walk us through the process
1: sure so the first thing i had to do was mix the corn flour and the water together um and then allowed it to set to uh we just basically set it aside for a bit And I think the proportion I use, I don't really like to go into quantities and stuff like that. And I've talked about this before, but I'll always give you the recipe to go and look at. It was, I think, three cups of water to a cup and a half of corn flour or cornmeal and set that aside to sit. Then you make your sauce base. And that includes involves rather frying your tomatoes and peppers and onions together. To make a sauce, and then you add some salt and some seasoning. You let that cook for a while. Then you add some broth to it. You have you allow that to simmer together. And then what you do after that is you mix the you mix the corn flour water mixture with you add that basically into the stew and you stir it until slowly until it starts to thicken. Then you put some oil, a little bit of greasing a bowl essentially or a ramekin or something like that you grease that when you pour a mixture into the ramekin and let it set for about 30 minutes i was a bit of a skeptic because i was looking at this thing in a pot and going so you don't need to bake it you don't need to cook it it's just going to set by itself and it did oh so and that was going set, to be
0: my question actually you didn't mm-hmm. actually cook anything it was just leave it and forget it just let it set like a exactly
1: gelatin. yeah I exactly like a gelatin and so that's kind of what it did and actually gelatin might be a better way it wasn't as gelatinous that's the word as gelatin but it would set like a gelatin and after 30 minutes as long as you greased your bowl properly you just flip it over and it pops out
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah. and so the system might get filled on that or is it more on the protein that comes with it
1: i thought it was pretty filling because if you think about it the corn flour is going to be and you're mixing it mm-hmm. with water right so there is that and you have it with some protein again it's eaten with um a pepper sauce so what i did was i really very quickly took some onions took leftover tomatoes fried that up together added a little bit of spice and ate that with it and i liked it it's was delicious it actually reminded me of a couple of other dishes that are not exactly the same but i just found interesting that concept of taking a tomato base and mixing it with a starchy, starchy mix, for lack of a better word. So like, for instance, in Ghana, you have something called Gary Photo. And what that involves is you take Gary, which is processed cassava. So to, it's like, what, what do you, how, how would you describe Gary? The texture, like grains, I guess?
0: Yeah. So Gary would rather grainy. Grainy, um, Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's
0: very, it's, To me, the consistency is closer to couscous.
1: Okay. Yeah. So gari photo, you take something like that and you basically mix it in with a stew. It's almost like stewed gari that people eat. Because I haven't come across a lot of, being Nigerian, I haven't come across a lot of Nigerian dishes where you take a starchy processed flour, mix that in with a tomato base and eat that as something. So I've seen that with Gary Photo, and I've also seen that with um it's also Ghanaian, it's called Eto. And I remember I went to visit my mom's friend, and he told me it was celebratory a celebratory dish. It's almost like imagine pounded yam, which yam is when people think yam, they think sweet potato. But imagine if you took a, a mashed potatoes and you mixed it in with stew. And so the whole consistency was the same, but a different color. So that's what this made me think of, in a way. Okay, that's interesting. So I think
0: as part of this process, one of the things you wanted to document was the similarities and differences. And we've spoken about that a little bit today. Mm -hmm. I think what I wanted to touch on as well was, and the ingredients seem very, I wouldn't say basic, but I say accessible. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think from the list, this is, has been one of the most accessible ingredients I found. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you could swap cornmeal, I believe, what with, with the corn flour, um, that I think was really interesting as well. So, if you had to do this again, is there anything you would change? No. <laughs> you really enjoyed it the way it was, hey?
1: I liked it the way it was. no that's first and foremost. Two is. Um, I'm being careful here. Mm -hmm. If I didn't like it, I would have said, in a way, I would have found a nice way to say I didn't like it, but I did like it. But this is a country's dish. Mm -hmm. And if my goal was to try out different things from different countries, I wouldn't be an I'm not at this stage anyway. I would not be one of the people, and there are people who would do it for you, but I would not be one of the people who would advocate for adjusting it to be more in line with something you're familiar with. Yeah. Now, the question is, how can I change the taste up a little bit? Yeah. I could say you can play with the broth. I really mm-hmm. think that's what is going to, and if you still don't like it, then you're just not going to like the meal. And yeah,
0: you'd also want to be respectful about the culture and where it's coming from as well. So not to essentially turn it into a different dish by changing it up so much, Mm -hmm. right? And so that being said, is there anything else you would want to add about this meal or about the process or about, yeah, anything along those lines?
1: Yes. I want to brag because I got it. Oh God. I got it right, guys. And if you listen to the previous episode, well, it was a little bit disastrous. So when I, when I flipped that thing over and I looked at it and I looked at the picture, I was like, booyah, finally.
0: (laughs) If you listen to our last episode, you will hear that the
1: meal didn't quite come out as planned. Just a little bit of a deviation there.
0: (laughs) That's what you get for trying to switch things up.
1: I know, right? But yes, please check out, um, our blog, uh, 234 Pantry on Instagram. Also, because while the podcast mainly talks about food, when we do the posts on Instagram and as well on the website, there might be additional information about the country itself. Yeah, for sure. Information about Banana Republic, the fun facts about it. Shout out to Angelique Kijo. She's from Banana Republic. She's the most esteemed singer from Benin Republic with powerful vocals I love her yeah she has amazing cheekbones
0: okay before we start crushing on her <laughs> um thank you so much for listening that's the end of our episode on Benin Republic and on Amiwa we will well not we I'm gonna whisper but Ijoma, may cook more meals
1: from Bennett and come back, please come back next time guys stay safe please stay safe, stay cautious we're giving a shout out to health workers to essential workers to people who are affected by this, people who've lost their jobs please hang in there this brings us to the end of another episode of Africa in the Kitchen, till next time thank you, goodbye and stay safe bye
0: Thanks for listening, friends. As a reminder, the podcast will be hosted every two weeks. Also, don't forget to follow 234Pantry on Instagram, where Ijeoma shares her amazing journey of food exploration. The Africa in My Kitchen project is hosted under the Tunica Media umbrella. Tunuka is spelled T-U-N-U-K-A. Follow Tunuka Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with the both of us. As we grow our portfolio, we are excited to have you join us on this and other amazing projects that we have coming up. Trust me, you are going to love them. We welcome ideas for African meals, treats, and even cooking tips to feature here. So please share them with us and we'll be sure to give you a shout out. Uh, right now, Ijama and I are here. Oh. Well, we are
1: kind of here. I'm going to start again. Okay. Uh. Hey, me. Yeah, beautiful. Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> you guys read in the description that I'm the.
1: <laughs> you guys read in the. Oh, well. So. so- Next time? Is this awkward No, what?
0: <laughs> COVID has made us awkward. <laughs> uh, how do we end this in a non-awkward way? Okay, so bye. Bye, guys.
1: <laughs> uh, stop.